Hey, thanks for joining and welcome to Shift, PwC Canada's podcast series, where we go behind the scenes with Canada's leading organizations to hear their digital transformation stories. I'm your host, John Finkelstein, Executive Creative Director here at PwC Canada and lover of Hawaiian pizza. The future is bright for the 150-year-old organization Sun Life Financial. In this episode of Shift Podcast, I was lucky enough to sit down with Jacques Goulet, President of Sun Life Canada. Jacques and I discuss how Sun Life has created a culture that truly embraces change, from using emerging technologies to create their digital assistant Ella, to their commitment to upskilling their workforce, all the while delivering an elevated experience for their customers. It's a great conversation, and I really hope you enjoy listening. All right, welcome to another episode of Shift. Today, we have a special guest. I'm joined with Jacques Goulet, who is the president of Sun Life Canada. That's huge. Jacques, welcome to Shift. John, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, for those people who are listening, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you're involved in Sun Life, and what it is you do on a sort of day-to-day basis as El Presidente. So I did. Uh, thank you. I joined Sun Life almost two years ago, January of last year. Prior to that, I spent almost 30 years with a large consulting firm that uh, took me in various leadership roles around the world. I spent time in Canada, of course, in Europe and the United States. I feel quite fortunate to, after having left the country for 20 years, to be back in Canada last year. It's a privilege to lead such a, an iconic company and such a great brand as Sun Life Canada. So yes, very delighted to be here. That is a, a big role for a very big company. It's interesting because Sun Life has been part of Canada for a really long time. I don't think people really appreciate how long. 150 years long. Actually, 154 years, to be precise. 154. You heard it here first on shift. 154 years ago. And now you're in 26-plus countries. Now, it's interesting, I think, for people and for uh, big organizations to be thinking about you know, transformations, how to keep relevant. I mean, this is a legacy company. Can you elaborate a little bit on how you continue to drive change, you know, remain agile, remain relevant? How do you do that with such a big organization? Yeah, so as you said, an incredible history, an incredible journey. The company was founded 154 years ago. So think back 1865, and it was actually founded in Montreal. I would say we, we are quite lucky at Sun Life. And the reason is, if you talk to Canadians and you dig deep into what is it that's most important in their lives, what you'll find is that most people will talk about their health or the health of their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Or they'll talk about financial security for themselves and their families. Those are major preoccupations that Canadians have. And it happens to be in perfect alignment with what we do and what we are as an organization. The purpose of the company is to help Canadians achieve what we call lifetime financial security and live healthier lives. It serves a little bit as a North Star for who we are at Sun Life. And this is what drives this ability to adapt, this ability to innovate. I would say we wouldn't be in business 150 years later if if, if not for that. You know, it's really interesting. I I love that because if you're about Canadians' financial security and well-being, yeah, it might change over time, but the core of that's the same. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing that that is important to note is the pace of change. Mm -hmm. 
it's faster and faster and faster, right? Think about Uber. Mm -hmm. It didn't exist 10 years ago. Like if 10 years ago we sat here and we said to people, how would you feel about getting in the back of a car with a stranger that's going to take you from A to B? People would have said no. And yep. yet it's such an important and, and typical part of our life now. We don't even think about it, right? So as we continue to evolve and the pace of change keeps, you know, speeding up, I mean, it's pretty phenomenal when you think about it. As an organization, even though people don't wake up in the morning thinking about Sun Life and what Sun Life can do to provide them a more stable and better life, how do you go about delivering on products and innovations to remain relevant and to, to give people like the iPhone or like Uber something so amazing they didn't even know they wanted it until they got it? That's, that's quite important. The engagement with Canadians, I would say to you, John, in the last number of years has become more and more digital. Mm -hmm. So we, by nature of what we do at Sun Life, we are the largest provider in Canada of what we call group benefits, so employers that offer benefits to their employees. Same thing with pensions, individual insurance. And so we, we are a very important player in the market and we have a lot of data as a result of, of all the things that we do, Canadians value their universal healthcare system and it's run by government. But employers also play an important role in what we call supplementary coverage. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you make abstraction of the governments, Sun Life is the largest private payer of healthcare in Canada. Wow. So that means that we, we know the types of conditions our clients are facing. So we have a lot of data. And what we are able to do is to take this data to essentially leverage it, develop insights from it, and then we serve these insights back to our clients as what we call nudges. So I'll give you a couple of, of concrete examples. Let's say you have a situation where you put in $100, your employer puts in 50. We find that many Canadians leave money on the table. Yeah because they don't take advantage of this feature in their pension plan. In fact, our estimation is somewhere between three to $4 billion every year is left on the table. So we have this uh, wonderful persona, it's a digital assistant called Ella. Now, Ella captures all this data that I was talking about a minute ago. And then she will come to you and she'll say, hey John, you know, did you know that you're leaving money on the table? On the health side, she might mention to you, for example, you're, you've paid too much for a prescription. If you had gone to a different pharmacy, you could have saved some money. So we are nudging our clients. We're engaging with them digitally in alignment with our purpose, as I said earlier, which is around financial security and healthy lives. I'm a big fan of Ella because you think about personal assistance and you think about you know, Siri or you think about um, Alexa. It's very much you have to go to them. Right, Siri, what's the weather? Um, Alexa, add blah 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 to my grocery list. So it's very much a one-way me to her. The thing I like about Ella is it's predictive and it's proactive, and it's serving me as a consumer, as a person, as a Canadian, in a way that's really helpful to me. That opens up the aperture on all kinds of stuff. Hey, your your uh, you know your child's turning 17. Did you know? Or it's amazing. Absolutely. You're totally right. And, and what's interesting about this predictive and personal comment that you just made is if you have, let's say, an employer with 100 employees, 
it's possible that each and every one of these employees will receive a different message from Ella because the message, as you said, is personalized. You're leaving money on the table, and maybe your colleague has, has some other things they need to be reminded of. For example, your child's going to be coming to the age where they're no longer covered. So she's very powerful from that point of view because she has the ability to nudge people in a very personal manner. She comes to people in a bunch of different channels. So you might get an email from her. If you're engaging with us on the web, she'll show up on the web. If you're engaging with us on mobile, she'll pop up on the mobile. And more recently, you can talk to her through Alexa. You just mentioned Alexa. So you can, you can engage with Ella through Alexa, and that's, you know, we're just making sure that we're reaching people in all the channels in which they want to be reached. So as the president of a really large-scale organization, and we have, as part of our listener base, other leaders of large organizations, what would be a piece of advice that you give to someone who is listening of how to create and embrace a culture of change? It's a good question. I would start by the purpose. And that what that does is it creates alignment in the organization because people all have sort of a clear North Star. And just a quick parenthesis, John, if you look at the engagement of our employees, right? So like most companies, we do engagement surveys and so on. There's a number of questions you go through. If you get into in a more granular way and you focus on how people respond to the question, how engaged or how inspired are you by the purpose of Sun Life, we get 95% of employees responding that they are very inspired. That is an amazing, powerful force to create change in the organization. So that first thing I would say to another CEO is make sure that you have a clear and powerful purpose of why you are in business, why you exist, and, and what is it you're here to do. The second thing I would say is as a CEO, you tend to see things in the organization that others don't see, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you have the whole view, the broad view of the organization. And people who work in particular departments and they have a more a narrower vision need to hear from the CEO how the whole picture fits together. You need to connect the dots. You need to talk to your people about the things that you see that they don't see. Because, the, again, that helps to galvanize mm-hmm the organization behind behind that kind of a vision. Of course, the values of the organization are important. The last thing I would say is, what is it that you make a priority as a CEO? And I can tell you in my case, it's talent would be number one, number two would be talent, and number three would be talent. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like real estate, right? Location, location, location. location, location. Yeah. And, and the reason I say that is because in our organization, and it's probably the same in many organizations, we spend a lot of time doing what we call strategic planning. So, you know, you analyze the trends out there, you determine where you're strong, where you're weaker, how you might go about capitalizing on these trends. And, And what I say inside Sun Life to our own people is I say, okay, this is good because this is what we think, right? This, these are our strategies and those are important. But what really makes a difference is not what you think, is what you do. It's how you execute against that strategy, right? And the way that you execute successfully is all about the people in the organization. Amazing. I love that. I really heard two things that stood out for me. The clear purpose and vision and making sure that 
everybody understands and buys in, and talent. So we talk about people. Talent, talent, talent. That is the core of success. Now, one of the things that we're seeing a lot in the industry and CEOs are talking about is the skills gap. It's a big one for a lot of organizations. I'm curious, what are you doing as president and what is the organization Sun Life doing to help close that gap? How are you upskilling? How are you educating? How are you making sure, as we like to say at PwC, there's no one left behind? The skills gap or upskilling is incredibly important. And the first thing I would say is that it's about the whole organization, right? It's everybody that is concerned by that. Of course, we hire people with specialty skills. You know, So for example, these days, we hire people for jobs that I don't even think we had a job title five years ago. These jobs just didn't exist. And we hire from hubs like Waterloo and Montreal and Toronto, of course, where there's more and more digital skills. But, but it's, it's, it's more than digital in my view, and it's the ability to adapt, it's the ability to think like a business owner. One of the things we're pushing a lot at Sun Life is we'd like to be the biggest startup in the country. You know? So we want, we want people to be agile. We want people to see a problem and to run to it, to take ownership, to take action, you know, to be empowered and accountable for outcomes. And, and so that's a, it's maybe more cultured and skill specifically, but that's something that obviously we're, we're pushing. We're obviously putting a lot of emphasis on diversity and inclusion. In our view, and I've lived it myself in, in prior life, is diverse teams perform better. Mm-hmm. It's just the reality, and you, you, the evidence of that is, is compelling. And so we want to have people that reflect our clients. We want to have people that reflect our communities. So we're definitely uh, putting a lot of emphasis on that. One of the things I'm proud of in Canada is 62% of our employees are women. But the upskilling is a continuous process. It's, you, it's never over, you know, because as I said, some of the jobs we have didn't exist five years ago. It will be, if I were sitting here in front of you, John, five years from now, I'd probably be saying the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how there are people at this firm that have like PhDs and things that I didn't even know existed. So you're going, wow, that's, that's pretty incredible. Do you think that um, empathy plays a greater role in a company like Sun Life than it might in others? Oh, it plays a very important role. We're fortunate because we deal with people in probably the two areas that are most important in their lives, their health and their financial security. But flip that around, and it means that we have to be really careful how we deal with them because when we deal with them it can be at the moment of very intense emotions a number of years ago we created an organization it's a small organization inside sun life that we call client advocacy and what's really great about our client advocacy group is when people have an issue they are the ones who get involved and they're really there as an advocate of the client and they're trying to find how do we fix the particular situation? But more importantly, what do we learn from that that we can embed into our processes so that it doesn't recur? So what, when they get involved in a case, we capture the learnings, as I said, but we also capture the story. And when we have employee gatherings, so to give you an example, every quarter we have an all-employee town hall. Usually we'll try to have a client story there. And it's really powerful because there's a number of people in our organization that are not dealing day-to-day with the client. Mm -hmm. Some of the people are more 
working, let's call it, in the function areas, in the operations, etc. So for them to see and hear these client stories, it's very, very powerful. I love that. And I think it's really important to kind of show the product of what it is you do. And again, that lives up to, to your values and purpose. It's like, here it is. We're not just saying these things. There's proof of it. You, you mentioned um, your client advocacy group and how empathy and customer or client centricity is really a cornerstone of how it is you operate. Just recently, we brought together in a meeting some advisors with clients. And you have a client that basically explains, to all, there's a bunch of leaders in the room from Sun Life, that basically explains that how two years ago he lost his job in his mid-50s with two kids in college. How do you, and you know, the ability to find a new job in your mid-50s is not easy. He had worked for this company for a long time, 30-something years, so he did have a pension. The pension was not as high as he would have liked because he was hoping to work till 65. Mm-hmm. How do you solve for that? And, and he went on and told all of, all of us about the incredible value of his Sun Life advisor. Sun Life advisor came and said, you know, the first guy lost his job, called his advisor. The Sun Life advisor comes along. They sit around the table and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what, how we're going to make it work. You've got savings here and savings there. How we're going to get the kids through college. And as this person is talking to us, you just see the anxiety level went down, obviously, right? So the value of advice is, is precious, now, you have to find a good advisor that you can trust that will take the time to listen to you. And I would encourage people, your listeners, John, to, to do the proper due diligence. Don't just take the first advisor you meet. You know, interview a few of them and see which one. And it's not just for you. It's your family as well. I think a lot of us hide under a rock because we're afraid. We're afraid of the complexity. We're afraid of all the things that we don't know. Don't you think? And, and what I, I encourage people to do two things. One, start early because sometimes people think, I need an advisor really just for retirement. Well, no. no. You know, life insurance, critical illness insurance, those are important things. The other thing is maybe somebody's in their 30s and they're saving money for a sabbatical. Let's get them trained. Let's get them to develop that muscle of planning, of getting advice for those things that are shorter duration, right? I'm going to take a sabbatical or I'm going to change job. I'm going to retrain to do something new. I'll, I'll need some time off. And, and then as they develop that muscle, they can then apply that to longer term horizons. Right? Okay. The other thing is to remind people that it's not just accumulating wealth. It's to protect that wealth. Right? That's where life insurance is so important. As I said earlier, you know, somebody has an unfortunate and the reality is it happens. Mm-hmm. We hope it doesn't happen. But you've got a plan for it. The last thing I mentioned there is, is some people sometimes think, yeah, but this is all going digital, right? We don't need to talk to human beings anymore. And our view is it's the combination. Yes, we're using AI, artificial intelligence, and, and technology tools to help our advisors serve their clients better, to serve them more efficiently. I gave the example a few minutes ago of the person who lost their job in their 50s. In that kind of situation, that person is calling their Sun Life advisors and said, hey, come on over, we need to have a chat. If the need is to check whether I'm covered for a certain thing in my policy or I, I want to make a change of address, I don't. Maybe, show me a digital 
platforms, Sun Live, that I can self-serve myself and make these changes. And then behind, my advisor will be informed, but I don't need to connect. So the combination of human and technology for us is actually the way to do it. It's the winning combination. I love it, yeah. For sure, because being able to choose how and when and what channel is all part of understanding your consumers and being consumer or customer-centric. One of the things that I'm seeing a lot more awareness and buzz around is mental health. And as a you know provider of insurance and health benefits and really making sure that people are living you know, sort of their happy, their best lives, if you will. I'd love to know how that's impacting Sun Life and, and what priority you're giving it. Yeah. So let me start by saying that health uh, is an area of more and more importance for us, just before I get into mental health. Mm -hmm. And part of that is what I explained earlier about all the data that we get and the fact that we are the largest payer of healthcare. And what, what is happening now in our organization is we are using all this data to help people before the payment process arrives, right? You go to see a physiotherapist, we arrive at the end and we reimburse or we pay. But the data that we have allows us to move further up the chain in prevention. Mm. We can nudge people so that they live a healthier life in a way that they don't end up at the physiotherapist, right? So, so that's an important uh, aspect to understand about where Sun Life is putting its priorities and its focus going forward. Within the health area, mental health is something that we're seeing more and more of, and it's really unfortunate. And what I would say, John, is that it's indiscriminate. It's touching from Newfoundland to British Columbia it's people 20 years old, people 70 years old. It's broad, and it's touching a lot of people, and it's complex. And so we're seeing it with all the data that we handle. We're seeing more and more greater volumes of cases of mental health. Now, it's, it's not easy how you address that, but let me give you some examples of things that we're putting forward for our clients to help them. Mm -hmm. uh, so recently, we struck a partnership uh, with a couple of companies on what we call pharmacogenomics. What happens when somebody has a mental health issue is it can sometimes take a while for the physician to figure out which is the right medication in which dosage. Mm -hmm. And what pharmacogenomics does is through a, a genetic test, it helps to figure out quicker what is the best match for the particular patient. Wow. So we're, we've rolled that out to our clients. It's available. And we think that is a very important step forward. We are also conscious that sometimes uh, people are not close to where the resources are. So we've rolled out virtual consultations Amazing. through a, a virtual care uh, tool that we have. And the other thing that we're doing, we're making accessible to our clients, is something called cognitive behavioral therapy. So that's probably for uh, cases that are less severe uh, of mental health. But these are modules that people can do online, and it, it really helps their condition. Another thing that you guys are doing, which I think is absolutely incredible, is, is Lumino. And that is, a, as I understand it anyway, a way to bring care to people in a way that is really user-friendly and really kind of gives them access in a way that maybe they hadn't had before. Love to hear yeah, more about that. Absolutely, John. This is exactly that. So we 
Lumino will become the go-to platform for all Canadians to manage their health. And, and I insist on all Canadians because what we've done with Lumino is basically extended something we were doing for our 6 million clients. And we've opened it up to 37 million Canadians. You don't need to be a client of Sun Life to have access to Lumino. You just go to luminohealth.ca and you sign up and, and, and you can go. And so what we do on Lumino is we help people find providers, trusted providers, because the way that uh, it's, a, it's like Uber, right? It's one to five star. Those are credible, trusted ratings. It's a go-to platform that we think is, is going to become where Canadians manage their health and people can get obviously find providers, they can book appointments with their existing providers, they can uh, get health tips and, and pieces of advice, they can get discounts, they can join communities, so they can manage the health for themselves, but also you know, if you have children or elderly parents, you want to renew a prescription for your aging or elderly father, you can go on Lumino and you can do that. The other thing I would say is a completely different business model yeah. for us because you know, it's not in our traditional business model of insurance. We're mm. becoming essentially a tech type of company there. And what's, what's interesting there is the way we went at that is we created a startup inside of Sun Life. So the people who are today running Lumino, we started about three or four people a few years ago. We're up to over 100 people. And they are a little bit managed on the side in a way, right? So we, because we, startups have to be agile in how they operate. They have to be able to move fast and to pivot and to, you know, to change in, in, in a, as they see the response in the market, right? So, so we've done that. We think it's a very good model and it aligns perfectly with our purpose to help Canadians achieve lifetime financial security and live healthier lives. I love it. You know, that's a great message, I think, for listeners is that you can be a 154-year-old massive company operating globally and say, you know what, let's start a startup in the middle of this thing and create a new business model because it's answering a need. It's providing access and that kind of stuff. Okay, so ding, ding. <laughs> this is the, the lightning round where... I'm going to ask you a series of non-sequitur type of questions just to get a little sense of a bit more of like who you are because we know you as the president of Sun Life and all the great stuff that you're doing, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in, you know, getting a little behind the scenes here. Um, okay, well, let's just start with this one. Uh, do you like roller coasters? No. No, you wouldn't go on like that? I've been on because I have two, two sons. They're older now, 21, Begrudging. 21 and 18, but when they were young, uh, as a good dad, I went on the roller coasters, but... It's not my thing. Not me either. I don't want them here. What's one thing that you would like to be good at or know how to do that you don't right now? I, not that I'm not able to do it, but I would like to do a triathlon. Oh, nice. And I'm a good cyclist. I'm actually a very good cyclist. I'm not a good swimmer. And I have a, a knee, a left knee that is the left knee of a guy in his mid-50s. Yep. So running is tough. But if I could fix that... I would I'd like to do a triathlon. I love it. I, I, that scares the heck out of me, a triathlon. What's the one thing you know to be true? One thing I know to be true. I would say, in my case, I would say love and family. I love that. Biggest pet peeve? I travel a lot on airplanes, 
And once in a while, I come across a person who decides that they're going to watch videos or listen to music on their iPhone without their earbuds. Mm. That just drives me nuts. It's right up there with taking off their shoes and socks and putting their feet up on your headrest. What's the best place you've traveled to? Patagonia. Spectacular, uh. pristine, quiet. And you know, we were hiking on the glaciers, and it was, and I will remember this all my life. If you could meet anyone dead or alive and kind of hang out with them, have dinner, whatever, who would it be? In my case, Robert F. Kennedy. Oh, wow. I, I find this guy to have been a genuine uh, leader, somebody who plays the interests of the country ahead of his own, a fantastic communicator, and that's why we'd like to actually have dinner with him. Best subject in school? Math. I'm an actuary. You're an actuary. <laughs> <laughs> Math was probably my worst. I'm a writer, so there you go. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share with us your perspective on what Sun Life is doing and how customer centricity is so important. One of, one of the things that's really impressed me, and hopefully the listeners will take this away, is that you can, you can innovate in large organizations and you can innovate against a consumer or a customer need that really lives up to your values and your, and your purpose. That's central to all of it. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you for coming to Shift and to all our listeners. Uh, hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shift. You can get more details at pwc.com slash ca slash shift. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, subscribe to our podcast series. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, or your preferred podcast platform. Just so you know, this podcast has been prepared by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP, an Ontario limited liability partnership for general guidance on matters of interest only and does not constitute professional advice. Until next time.